Everybody, Houston here, Wrestling Tracks. I am I got my pastor, my friend Peter De Jesus, Reverend Peter De Jesus. How you doing? I'm doing well, my brother Lee Houston. It's an honor to be on your program with you. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Now, y'all, we're gonna do something a little different because Pastor Peter, he watched wrestling over 30 years since the 80s, so it's <laughs> been a while. So we, we got to fill him in here and there. But first of all, let's, let's let's talk let's talk just a little bit. Um, the last time that you did see him, like, um, when was that? Wow. Well, like I mentioned, uh, Brother Lee, um, last time I regularly watched uh, wrestling was probably in the early eighties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I come from a large family. Uh, my parents were uh, ministers, pastors at the time. So on Sunday mornings and Sunday evenings, we had church services, but the highlight of Sunday night was watching, and back then it was WWF. Yes, sir. The the Federation. And uh, I recall in the early 80s, watching wrestling with my family every Sunday night uh, without fail, brother. It was the highlight of my Sunday night. Yeah. So, so your era of the time, there was, there was uh, Hogan, Andre. Well, actually, mm. Andre, yeah, Andre was around by then. Hogan, Andre, Sergeant Slaughter, people like uh, the Iron Sheik, stuff like that. Yes, wow! You just mentioning all those names brought back so many memories and so many uh, images that I remember with all those guys wrestling. Yeah, and. I remember uh, when I started this podcast, I had I got an email from this lady. She scathed me in the email. It's like, how you going to be a Christian and watch that stuff? I'm like, well, lady, I, I, I didn't say this, but in my mind, I said, well, if you read your Bible, technically, wrestles in the Bible. I'm just saying. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's a different kind of wrestling, but wrestling nevertheless. Oh, yeah. By the way, towards the end of this, I'm I'm, I'm a... Uh, I'm a, I'm just turn Pastor Peter loose and he gonna give a, not not a whole sermon but a little sermon like a little devotional if you will towards the end. So I not a full sermon but I, 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 towards the end I, I let him do a little devotional for you. But speaking of Victory Church, brand new church uh, at Cinemark 14 here in Lancaster, Texas, how did all this come about? That's a great question, and again, thank you for having me on your program. The short answer to the long answer is that uh, my wife, Mildred, who she, together with me, we are both ordained ministers Mm -hmm. uh, with the Assemblies of God. Um, We have been evangelists, ministering throughout the nation for the past 10 years. Uh, But prior to that, many years ago, Mildred and I used to pastor in Oak Cliff. Uh, with the Oaks Fellowship Assemblies of God Church, and we were the Oak Cliff campus pastors there from 2002 to uh, almost midway into 2007. Mm -hmm. And making a long story short, we then relocated down to San Antonio, Texas, where we served on staff at two other churches. Um, But we knew that in God's time, he would bring us back 
to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And being completely transparent, we thought we would probably pastor again in the Oak Cliff area because we were familiar with it. We had pastored there for a few years, and we thought, okay, we'll just kind of pick up where we left off. But um, when we moved back to the Dallas-Fort Worth area in 2017, we were just looking for a house that we could afford, and we wanted to buy a new house uh, that was a new build. And we found a very nice community right here in Lancaster, Tribute Mills, uh, off Beltline uh, Road uh, in Lancaster. And uh, we were able to purchase a new home. And we thought, honestly, well, this is our introduction or reintroduction back to the DFW area. And then eventually we'll probably move to another area uh, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. But at the end of 2021, as we were seriously considering selling our house and moving maybe closer to the airports so that we as evangelists would be closer to airports with all the traveling we were doing throughout the nation, as we prayed about it, the Lord really spoke to our hearts in January of last year, 2022. And he said, not so fast. You're not moving out of this city. Uh -huh. I, I planted you in this city and get ready. You're going to plant a church in this city. And so as we began to pray and seek God for direction, January through May of last year, we really felt like God was just confirming uh, confirmation after confirmation that we would be planting a new church uh, with the Assemblies of God that, Min that Mildred and I are both ministers of. And so this past June is when we made that decision with the help of our pastors and the leadership of the Assemblies of God. And then we began to do all the planning and then, uh, you know, the incorporation, the interest meetings, volunteer meetings, and everything that goes into uh, preparing to start a brand new church. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, this past January, on January 22nd, we had our first service on a Sunday morning. We called it our soft launch service. And if I'm not mistaken, Brother Lee, you were at that service. Yes, sir. Wrong. Yes, sir. You know, it's easier, like... It's easier to take over an established church to starting like you guys started from scratch. It's it's hard. It's a lot of words starting from scratch. Yes, you are so right about that. And of course, I'm sure there are challenges to both scenarios, mm -hmm. right? If you're the new pastor of a church that's already existed, and you're coming into uh, a church culture that has already been established, and people are used to doing things a certain way with certain people, and I get that, that mm -hmm. can be challenging for a new pastor in a church that's already established. At the same time, uh, Mildred and I have certainly experienced what it is to start a church from scratch, thankfully, with the great help of the Assemblies of God, and then also dear pastor friends and ministers that we know that we've ministered for throughout the years, they've also been helping us out with their prayers, even with their financial support like the Assemblies of God has and does. And then, thankfully, we have a core group now of 30 volunteers that uh, they're our dream team, so to speak. And we just thank God for them. It's a, it's, it's a lot of work. It's hard work, especially being what people would call a mobile church or a portable church, being that we only rent space at the movies, 14 Cinemark Theater on Sunday morning. So mm -hmm. that means every Sunday we get there extra early. We do all the setup, prepping, have service, and then tear down, clear out, 
and we hit the repeat button every weekend after weekend. We've been doing it now for nine Sundays in a row. Yes, sir. And I, 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 I don't, I don't know how long it's gonna let. let I don't because eventually, eventually, hang on a sec. Eventually, you're gonna want a building. But right now, like this, this is me speaking. I, I like I get the best of both worlds. I go see a movie. I go to church. I church to go see a movie. That's right. Yes. And you're absolutely right about that. Eventually, we would like to have our own place and space, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, it, more than likely, the next step is going to be that we will start uh, renting another location where we can not have to set up and tear down Sunday after Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's already a pre-existing church facility or whether it's some type of uh, commercial warehouse building or maybe even uh, some other type of edifice where we can move in and be able to use that facility throughout the week as we have the desire and the need to. Uh, but in the meantime, we're at the Sidmark Movie 14, Sunday after Sunday. Our agreement with them is for one year, but thankfully there is a provision in our agreement with them that they made available that whenever God opens up the door for us to go into our next spot and uh, be able to not have to set up and tear down week after week, all we have to do is give Cinemark a 45-day notice, and uh, which basically amounts to about seven weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we're ready to do that, we will. So be praying with us. We'd like that to happen sooner than later. Who knows? Maybe by this summer, mid-summer, we may have our next place. But, of course, we want it to be in Lancaster. We love our city of Lancaster. We also love the surrounding region of the Great Southwest or the Best Southwest, as people call it. We're believing God's doing something great now with his people in Lancaster, throughout the surrounding cities like DeSoto, Dallas, Oak Cliff, uh, Cedar Hill, Glen Heights, uh, Duncanville, you know, Red Oak, Oak Leaf, uh, Waxahachie. The cool thing is that we have people attending our church services, and they're coming from all over the Dallas-Fort Worth area, even as far out as Mesquite and even Louisville. That's cool. I got I. I, I gotta add something right here. This is uh, this is the wrestling side of talking here. We are just eight days away, ladies and gentlemen, from WrestleMania 39. And Pastor, I want to invite you to check it out. Now I gotta warn you now, it's not it's not necessarily PG, but you 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 definitely entertained for for sure. On Peacock, you don't have Peacock, just you can uh you can download it. Those who don't have Peacock, don't have pay per view. Watch wrestling.ai and enjoy. Back to Pastor Peter. Let me ask, let me ask you this. Any challenges like so far on the downside? In terms of uh, church planting? Like church like like finding the spot, getting people together. Uh yeah. Yeah. All- that's a that's a great question. Um you and I know that just being a human, it can be challenging. Oh, yeah. Living in this imperfect world is challenging. So just imagine the additional challenges that exist uh, when you're wanting to live for the Lord, God the Father, Jesus Christ, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, when you're wanting to live according to his word, and uh, when you're wanting to live a life that is led by his spirit, not by the flesh uh, or the carnality of this world. So the, the short answer uh, is, yeah, there are a lot of challenges, as you can imagine. Uh, there are challenges that we face in our own lives, in our own families, in our own homes. And then, of course, 
with ministry. Uh, mm -hmm. But we trust the Lord in all of this, knowing that God is the one that has called us uh, and he has um, gifted us. He has anointed us and appointed us to do what we're doing with Victory Church in Lancaster. And uh, already we're seeing some great victories take place. Um, to this date, in the past nine Sundays, we've had well over 200 people come through our doors mm -hmm. to worship the Lord with us. Uh, we have an average attendance of about 74 people, including children, that meet with us every Sunday. More recently, we started opening up our home. Mm -hmm. We live in Lancaster, as I mentioned, in Tribute Mills. So now we have midweek gatherings in our home. Um, it's what some people would call a large, small group. It's wonderful. We have fellowship. We have a time of just breaking bread with each other. We have worship, time of prayer. We reflect on God's word some more. And uh, it's been amazing. And the people, the people are giving up their time. They're giving up their talents. They're giving up their treasure. Uh, they're giving up their offerings and tithes to the Lord. And they're, they're helping us to be able to reach many more people in, in our neighborhood, in our communities, in our city, in our region. So even though the challenges are many, uh, Brother Lee, um, the Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 8, that the present suffering, yeah. or if I could maybe stretch that word to say the present struggles or the present wrestling that we go through does not compare to the coming glory. And we, meet, we realize that that means we're going to go through some stuff. There's going to be some spiritual warfare, as we like to say, or some spiritual wrestling taking place. But uh, we are encouraged that, as the Bible says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, greater is he, specifically referring to Jesus Christ mm -hmm. that is in us, than the enemy that's in the world. So we know that in the uh, WWE, there are uh, antagonist wrestlers right? Whether they're male right. or female, those are like the bad guys or the bad gals. And they're always trying to make it difficult for the good guys or the good gals, so to speak. But uh, we know that we have the victory in Jesus. The scripture says, this is how we overcome the world. This is how we get the victory over the world. It's by our faith, our faith in Jesus. So yeah, we got some challenges. We got some difficulties. We got some struggles. We got some wrestling going on. But we got the victory in Jesus. You know, like, like as a as a young preacher many years ago, in, in your younger days, I found out the devil the devil will lie to you Saturday night. Like, the mm. devil lies to you like Saturday night. Ain't nobody coming. You mean like you be sitting there just getting, getting everything together, and nobody coming tomorrow. You might as well you might as well just go ahead and go, go to bed. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody coming tomorrow. The devil lies to you on Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. And nowadays, Brother Lee, he doesn't just lie to us on Saturday night. He's trying to lie to us Sunday morning before we have service. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, you, you, you try to get your stuff together, and, and they'll be like, you, you, like, you know ain't nobody coming. Come on. You might as well stop this. Ain't nobody coming tomorrow. And he, he just said, oh, he'll lie to you. He'll lie to you. Yeah, so true. But the thing that we got to remember, Jesus calls out the devil, mm -hmm. and he said he's the father of all lies. And we know that what a lie is, is really truth that is taken and then twisted. Mm -hmm. So 
the enemy lies to me on Saturday night or Sunday morning or throughout the week and says, ain't nobody coming to Victory Church. Ain't nobody coming on Sunday mornings. Ain't nobody coming on Wednesdays at the midweek gathering in the evening. The reality is what the devil is actually doing, and he's giving away the truth, which mm. means the people are, are coming. Yeah. He's just trying to uh, to think of a twisted truth of a real reality that the people are going to come. And let me tell you, the people have been coming. The con people continue to come. And we're believing they're going to continue to come, not just at the same measure, but we're going to see greater growth because uh, we believe that humanity, regardless of gender, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of social classes, regardless of what side of the tracks they live on or were raised on, that um, as the Bible says in the book of Joel chapter 2, and it's reiterated in the book of Acts chapter 2, that everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord mm -hmm. can be saved, will be saved. And we're seeing that. We're seeing lives receive Jesus as Lord of their lives. We're seeing lives be rededicated or they're returning to the Lord after being away from him for some time, some seasons. And some even are telling us it's been years since they've really been seeking the Lord. We've been getting reports lately of people getting physically healed during our services and throughout the prayers that we offer up in Jesus' name for them and their family. And even others are getting set free, brother. Chains, spiritual chains are being broken off of them. Burdens are being lifted off of them. Spiritual yokes are being destroyed by the power and the authority that Jesus has over the enemy. And we're seeing, we're seeing miracles, signs, wonders that are confirming the word of God in the lives of individuals, marriages, families, homes, even their businesses, mm -hmm. uh, even their academic, you know, uh, uh, careers. We're just getting so many praise reports of what the Lord's doing in the lives of his precious people. We just celebrate it. Uh, God has taken us from faith to faith, strength to strength, power to power, glory to glory. And as we like to say at Victory Church, from victory to victory. You know, like, like church at your, at your house is twofold. So officially, I... I, I eventually, unless much, much you love people, you, you might you, there'll be a time you want your house back. <laughs> <laughs> so like at 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 certain point, okay, I love y'all, love y'all got y'all got to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Humanly speaking, sometimes we do think that or feel that. But let me tell you, brother Lee, uh, one of the things that's near and dear to Mildred and my heart and our leadership team leaders and volunteers is that we are not just a church mm -hmm. church meaning it comes from the word ecclesia in greek which means those that are called together those that are assembled those that come together we're also a family yeah and when we remember the bible god is not just god he's not just creator of the heavens and the earth he's not just the maker of the universe he is all that and so much more but thankfully because of jesus christ the only begotten Son of God, when we accept Jesus as Lord, God becomes our Heavenly Father. Jesus becomes our older brother. Jesus is going to eventually marry the church when he comes back for his church. So he's the bridegroom, the church is his bride. And Holy Spirit is our comforter, our counselor, he's our friend. I say all that just to make an emphasis. God is all about relationships. Mm -hmm. He's all about family. He's all about friends. And that's what's near and dear to Mildred and my heart, because it's near and dear to God's heart. 
is that we just want to be with a family, a family of brothers and sisters in Christ, those that uh, maybe are same ethnicity and those that are of different ethnicities, those that are our same ages, those that are either younger or older than our ages, those that um, maybe we are in the same social class with, but those that are also higher social class or lower social class. In other words, the family that we have in God the Father, Jesus Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit is for everybody. It's not exclusive. It's inclusive to whoever calls upon the name of the Lord. And so I got to tell you, when we have them come to our home midweek on Wednesday night, it's a blessing, Brother Lee. I look forward to the day that you and maybe your mom, Tina, and your dad, uh, Lee Sr., can also join us because we have a blast. Mm-hmm. It's fun. We laugh. We cry. We, we celebrate. There are times where we mourn with those that mourn. Uh, but it's family, and it's a huge blessing. Let me ask you, between you and Mitchell, who's the better cook? Mm. Between you, who and who? Between you, between you and Pastor Mildred, like oh, no doubt, she she is the victor on the cooking. Uh, <laughs> she has got a gift to cook. She's got a gift to bake. She's got a gift uh, uh, to do so many different things. I call her my superwoman. She's a superwoman of God in my yeah. life. Um, I, I say she's too. She's a super wife. She's a super mom. Now she's a super grandma because now we're grandparents. Uh, She's a super minister by God's grace for his glory. Sometimes Mildred says she's super tired. I believe her. I don't blame her. But uh, when it comes to the cooking, the baking, uh, she definitely is the victor in that. She's amazing. There's there's one thing about my mom. When I have kids, my mom mom refuses. She refuses to tell the grandma. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, truth be told, Mildred, instead of uh, having our precious granddaughter, Aria, uh, call her uh, grandma, she's teaching her the word Mimi. Yeah. So uh, I-, I guess Mimi is one of those words that they use nowadays to describe <laughs> grandma. It sounds cooler and younger. Mm. Is the ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm going to turn Pastor Peter over. I'm, 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 now, he's not going to preach a whole sermon, but a little devotional. If you will, whatever's on your heart, go for it. Thank you so much, Brother Lee. I appreciate it. You know, as we talk about um, wrestling, uh, and I know that your program normally focuses on the WWE, uh, I'm reminded that in the spirit realm, there's a spiritual wrestling going on. Some of us would call it spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to share with you just a few passages of scripture regarding that and uh, share some nuggets of truth that I believe can serve as good news for each and every one of you that are listening to this program. Uh, You see, there is a particular passage in the Bible. It's in the New Testament. It's in one of the letters that the great Apostle Paul wrote, inspired by the Holy Spirit. It's in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 18. Look at what Paul says. He's writing to the Christian believers that were in a city called Ephesus. And um, he says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle. Did you hear that? Mm -hmm. Wrestle. Uh Uh-huh against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, 
against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. And then he says, stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, he says, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And uh, Brother Lee, when I think about that passage of scripture, and those of you that are listening to this program, I want you to think about this. <laughs> the reality is there's some real spiritual wrestling going on. Mm -hmm. I know it's debatable depending on who you talk to as to whether or not WWE is real or fake. Ooh, wait, 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 wait. The F word. Like, we, 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 we don't use that word. <laughs> We don't, we, we, we don't use that word. <laughs> <laughs> and I hear you and I respect that. Let me tell you something about the spiritual wrestling. Mm -hmm. It's not fake by any stretch of the imagination. And in fact, it's more real than we think. Mm -hmm. And in fact, because the devil is the father of all lies, he wants people to think that spiritual warfare is fake. Mm -hmm. The reason why he wants us to think it's fake is because if we don't think it's real, we won't give it the attention that it deserves. If we realize there's a real war for our souls, there's a real war for our marriages, there's a real war for our children, for our families, there's a real war for our neighborhoods and communities and our cities and beyond. If we'll really realize that, then we'll realize we can't fight the devil on our own. We can't fight his forces and his powers of darkness on our own. But the good news is this. There is one who can fight the enemy. Mm -hmm. Not only fight him, overcome him. And that's God the Father, Jesus Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he invites all of us to join his army. That's why here in this passage of scripture in Ephesians chapter 6, we are told, hey, we got to be strong in the Lord. We got to be strong in the power of his might. We got to put on the whole armor that comes from him in order to stand against the enemy. And not only stand against the enemy and his forces of darkness so that we can also advance against the enemy. There's a whole armor of God that we can put on. And Brother Lee, uh, you know better than I do that when these wrestlers get in the ring or they get in the cage and what have you, uh, nowadays they're not going in there just, you know, with the bare minimums. Uh, they're going in there with different items. They're going in there with different materials. They're mm -hmm. going in there with different things to try to take out their opponent. Some of the things you can see outrightly and some of the things are hidden. The reality mm -hmm. is in the spirit realm, it's even more so. That's why we got to get loaded up with the armor of God so we can come against the enemy. 
We, we got to have truth on. We got to have righteousness on. We got to have the gospel of peace, the good news of Jesus Christ on. We got to have the shield on. We, we got to have the, the, the helmet on. We have to have our own sword, not just to defend ourselves, but to take territory and advance against the enemy. We, we've got to have the weaponry that is required to ensure the victory. And we have that. I'll, I'll wrap up with this. Paul, who wrote the book of Ephesians, also wrote another book called 2 Corinthians. It was a sequel to 1 Corinthians. It's the book he wrote to the group of Christians that was in another city mm -hmm. called Corinth. And in chapter 10, verse 3 through 6, here's what Paul says. For though we walk in the flesh, talking about humanity, we do not war or we do not wrestle according to the flesh for the weapons of our warfare did you get that we got yeah. weapons and they are of warfare they are not carnal in other words they're not fleshly they're not earthly they're not terrenal but they are mighty in god for the pulling down of strongholds casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of god bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Wow. What a passage of scripture. We're talking about spiritual wrestling, spiritual warfare, and the importance of realizing not only is it real, but there are also real spiritual weapons we can receive from God the Father, Jesus Christ, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, so that not only can we arm ourselves with them, put on the full armor of God, but we can utilize these uh, uh, weapons of our warfare to pull down the strongholds of the enemy, to cast down the arguments of the enemy, to, to bring down anything that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of God, to actually bring it into captivity so that it has to obey Christ Jesus. And we are able to punish in the spirit the works of the enemy. Even to the point that Paul also wrote in the book of Romans, when he's speaking to the church, the Christians in the city of Rome, in chapter 16, 20, check this out, Brother Lee, and the God of peace, watch this, we read, in Ephesians 6, that we put peace on our feet. Mm -hmm. We shod our feet with the gospel of peace. Look at what it says here, Romans 16, 20. And the God of peace, remember we've got the gospel of peace on our feet, and the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. Did you get that? Yeah. If we put on the armor of God, and part of that is putting on the shoes, if you will of the gospel of peace, the good news of Jesus Christ, that in the midst of chaos, he can still give us peace. He's the prince of peace, Jesus is. He gives us peace that passes all understanding. He gives us peace that overcomes any and all chaos and confusion. And you already know, Brother Lee, more than I do, there's a whole lot of confusion and chaos when they're in that ring and in that cage. The reality is in the spirit realm, the God of peace will crush Satan under, the scripture says, your feet 
shortly. And then it says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. All of this is available to us by God's grace through our faith in Jesus Christ. And we can say amen to it. Amen means so be it. If God said it, that settles it. If God declared it, God's going to demonstrate it. If God has spoken it, God's going to show it. We just got to believe we got the victory in Jesus. Remember this, 1 John chapter 3, verse 8 says, He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the very beginning. But for this purpose, the Son of God, referring to Jesus, was manifested that he, Jesus, might destroy the works of the devil. We have the victory in Jesus. I wish I had more time. I don't. I got to wrap up. But let me remind you of what Jesus said in John 10, 10. The thief referring to the devil. He does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. In the WWE, when they get in that ring, when they get in that cage, when they get outside the ring, wherever they're at, they are struggling, wrestling, fighting with each other. They're trying to steal something that somebody else has, a victory, a belt, a championship status. Sometimes it even seems like they're willing to kill for it, anything and everything to destroy their opponent. Well, I want you to know in the spirit realm, it's even worse. Satan just wants to steal, kill, and destroy your life, your family, your home, your community, your neighborhood, your city, your region, and beyond. But the good news is this, and I end. Jesus said in John 10.10, 10, even though the thief comes but to steal, kill, and destroy, I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who came to destroy the works of the devil, is the only one that can give you and me victory over the enemy. All we have to do is say, Jesus, I'm asking you to come be the Lord of my life. Meaning, I want you to have ownership over me. Mm -hmm. That's why Jesus went to the cross. That's why Jesus' body was broken. That's why his blood was shed, so that he could purchase us or redeem us so that we would belong to him, belong to his heavenly father, belong to his spirit, belong to his kingdom, belong to his family, and we could be part of the royal family and have the victory, even in the midst of a royal rumble. Mm -hmm. He says, I'm going to give you life, and I'm going to give it to you more abundantly. So what do you and I have to do? First, we have to recognize we can't win on our own. We need Jesus. We need to recognize the fact that we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So today I encourage you, recognize your need for Jesus. Confess your sins. Ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins. Turn away from those sins. That's called repentance. Turn to Jesus. And when you do, he'll receive you with open arms. He'll bring you closer to him. He'll draw closer to you. And he'll bring you salvation that only he can make available to you. You'll come into his family. You'll be one of his siblings. You'll be a child of his heavenly father, our heavenly father. You'll be a friend of his spirit, which is Holy Spirit, our best friend. And you'll have life, not just here and now, 
you'll have life more abundantly for eternity. All we've got to do is come to Jesus, and you and I will have the victory over the devil, over sin, and over this fallen world. Thank you for being with us today, and thank you, Brother Lee, for allowing me to be with you all. Man, appreciate you, Pastor. By the way, before we go, check out, check us out to, yeah, Saturday. Tomorrow. No, I'm sorry, it's Friday. I'm all over the place. Tell you about Sunday. There you go. At uh, Victory Church. The address is 3250 West Pleasant One Road, Lancaster, Texas. And you ain't, you, you ain't doing nothing for Easter? Come on. Hang out with us a little bit. Yeah, that's going to be powerful. Every Sunday morning, we're at the Cinemark Movie 14 Theater at 10 a.m. for our worship experience, and especially for Easter weekend, Resurrection Sunday. Come on, somebody. We serve a resurrected King Jesus. We're going to have an extra special Resurrection Celebration service on Sunday, April the 9th at 10 a.m. We're even going to have some giveaways. We're going to have some gifts uh, for everybody who comes. We're going to have some special participation from our kids' ministry, our worship team, and Pastor Mildred and I, we're going to team uh, preach, or should I say tag team, come on somebody, <laughs> together, and we're going to preach a word of the Lord that's going to bless your life and let you know the resurrection is coming to your home. Uh, uh, before I let you go, are you, uh, is there, um, well, do you plan on doing the Good Friday service at your, at your house? No, actually, uh, that particular uh, weekend, I'm actually going to be ministering out of the city ah. uh, at the church for their Thursday night and Friday night um, services prior to Resurrection Sunday. So we'll focus all of our attention for Victory Church for Sunday morning, Resurrection Sunday, on April the 9th at 10 a.m. Awesome. Well, thank you, Pastor Peter, for joining us. I'll see you, I'll see you Sunday. Everybody else, we'll see you guys tonight. Thanks. Not seven o'clock SmackDown on Fox. Have a great have a great night, everybody. Have a great day. See ya. Thank you. God bless. Take care. Bye. Thank you.